saying. So 2 Peter 1. It's Peter's introduction. It says, uh, Simeon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Saviour Jesus Christ, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted us to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. So here is what we're going to spend some time unpacking, a few moments unpacking, but I think this is the overview of what I want to say, is that just as God called Abraham, and just as God has called others throughout history, God continues to call people to himself. And God has called people to himself and has called us to himself so that we would know him as a promise-making and promise-keeping father. And that as our promise-making and promise-keeping father, that he will provide everything that we need to live a godly life, the godly life that he has called us to. So at the outset of this year, as we're thinking, what is it that we should be giving ourselves to? What is it that I am called to do? Know this, you have been called by God to know him. And whatever the year in front has in store for you, he will provide everything you need to live a godly life. Okay, so children, we have a craft for you to do. It's time for you to do a bit of craft to help us to think on this. And what we're going to do, we're going to make a compass. Everything that you need for this is on the table at the back. So in a second, go and find it. And we've got a compass here for you to make. I've written on it, God guides me. So that wherever we move, the compass point to whatever direction we're facing, we know actually God, just as he did with Abraham, because God has called us, he's going to guide us in every step of our lives. And so this looks very plain, this one, but I would love you to make them and then perhaps on them, draw or write different things about your life, about the things that you do, about the places that you go, about the people that you're with, to know that actually in all of those places, God is with you. God will guide you, and God will provide everything you need for that. So if kids, if you want to go and get those bits, bring them back to your seats uh, and start working on those. It'd be great. Let's, um, I want to read those verses to us again. Because I think they are incredibly rich. There's wonderful truth in here. And I think actually, at the outset of a new year, I think it's just full of such wonderful truth that we need to hear. I think it will do good for our souls. Uh, and so I'm going to read again. I'm actually going to read from a, from a different version. I meant to read from the NIV um, originally. But let's just, just receive these, these words of God as those who have been 
have responded to the gospel, to know that this is true of you. Peter's writing is true for us today. Simon, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Saviour Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. just want to share some things that as I was pondering on these, I just felt God really highlight that I want to share with you. I want to be a great encouragement to us as I say, particularly at the outset of this new year, when maybe we are asking questions of, actually, what should I give my time to? What are the important things that I should be focusing on? What is it that God actually has for me? Or maybe even, I believe God has been speaking to me about these things. What does it look like for me then in the, in the year ahead? We want to go back to this, uh, this really, this um, profound truth of the calling that God has of the calling that God has placed upon our lives. But in his introduction, the first thing that stood out to me in, in this introduction, Peter starts with this beautiful picture, absolutely stunning picture of what God is like. He just keeps listing character trait after character trait of what we can expect of him. We're told this, that God is, is righteous. We're told that he is a God of grace. And peace. We're told that he is a God of glory. That he is good. We are told that he is a God who makes promises. Not just that he makes promises, but that he keeps his promises. We're told that he is divine. That he's so other and different to us. That he is divine. Set apart. Holy. Glorious. And this is really what Peter is just reminding, he's drawing us back to, to fix our eyes on God and who he is. And it's just this stunning picture. And actually, I feel like at the beginning of the year, where maybe we're looking at ourselves and we're looking at what lies ahead. Just as Peter starts by drawing his readers or his hearers back to look at God, I think we need to do that again. And again. And again. To really realise who he is. Righteousness, grace, peace, divinity, glory, goodness, promises. And it's, it's then in the midst of this picture painting that Peter is doing. Comes in this profound truth that just as God called Abraham. And just as God called people, as has called people throughout history. God is still calling people to himself today. 
And really, if we're talking about the gospel, if we're talking about what it is to be rescued from sin, that is about the fact that God has called us. God has taken the initiative. God has taken the action to say, actually, I want you. I'm going to call you. I am going to call you by name for a purpose. And we're told, actually, what this purpose is. What is it that we have been called to? Peter tells us, what God has called us to is this. Is that through his great and precious promises that we too may participate in the divine nature. It's kind of language, I don't know about you, it seems a little bit, bit funny, talking about divine nature. And What does it mean, actually, to participate in the divine nature? One thing that it's definitely not saying is that we don't become God. You potentially could hear that and think, oh, we, we participate in the divine nature, so we become God. It's like, that's not at all what Peter's saying. Actually, a really helpful way of understanding this, I found from the, uh, the guys at the Bible Project. And they said, actually, uh, to participate in the divine nature means to share in God's own eternal life and love. Let me say that again. I think it's a really helpful way of understanding it. So we've been called to participate in the divine nature. What that means is that we've been called to share in God's own eternal life and love. That is God's overriding and overarching call on us to participate in his eternal life and to share in his love. I don't mean to, I'm not going to keep going on about the fact it's the start of the year and looking ahead, but the reality is, is that many of us will know actually that there are certain things that we feel God has called us to. Certain places, certain careers perhaps, certain areas of ministry, all sorts of things where we feel that God has placed a specific calling on our lives. And I think all of those are really excellent. And I believe that God does have plans and purposes for each one of us. During worship, Maggie came and shared with me actually in her uh, UCB reading notes. It was about the fact that God has purposes for each one of us. And maybe we're not fully realising them at the moment, but that doesn't mean that we've not been called doesn't mean that we don't have purpose but actually along with that God's going to give us everything we need at the right time to to see them through and I feel like actually yes we need to give time as individuals to actually what is it God that you have for me this year what is your purpose for me this year what is your calling but all of that fits under this overriding call that God has on each one of us to be those who share in his eternal life and to share in his love So actually, for all of us at the start of the year, what is it that we're to give ourselves to? We're to give ourselves to this call. We're to give ourselves to this call to be participants of God's life. We're called to be participants, uh, to be those that share in his love. (coughs) And this isn't something that we've earned. This isn't something that we've deserved. This isn't something that we've come up to God and said, actually, God, will you give me this? Actually, God has called us to it. And again, in Peter's writings, I don't know if you noticed this, everything is about what we have received. Everything that we've been given. Because, yes, God, through this call, he's given us so much. And he continues to give us so much. What have we been given? We've been given faith. Precious faith. What else has we've been given? We've been given grace and peace. What else have we been given? 
We've been given precious promises and answers and fulfilment of precious promises. What else have we been given? (coughs) We've got this promise that actually everything that we need for a godly life has already been given to us. And just know at the outset of this year, God is just continuing to give and to give and to give because he's a God who loves to give to us. Everything, it's all God's initiative. It's all about this is what you have received. This is what you've received. This is what you have received because God is lavish and generous and he continues to give and to give and to give. There's a, a, a um, preacher and, and writer called Paul David Tripp. He's a fantastic guy. I love his stuff. He says this that I thought was really helpful around uh, these verses in 2 Peter. He said that Christ has not just forgiven you, but he has completely and fundamentally changed who you are. And because of that, you can now live in a very new and different way. See, God's call isn't just a call to be forgiven. To be forgiven would be enough. To be forgiven would be more than we could ever have hoped for. To understand that's more than we ever deserved. But actually, Christ has not just forgiven us, but he's completely and fundamentally changed who we are. Because of that, we can live in a very new and a very different way. Mike, next week, is going to help. We're going to continue through these verses. And we're going to actually look a little bit more of like, okay then, what should we expect then, as those who have been called as those who have received this participation in God's eternal life and in his love, uh, what does that look like for us then? And actually in the year ahead, what should we be looking to grow in? What should we be looking to build upon? So we'll explore more of that next week. But I just wanted to draw our attention again to just look at what God has called us to. Look at who God is, what he's called us to, what he has promised to us, what it is that he has given and continues to give to us. His divine power has given us everything that we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who has called us. Do you know what? Sometimes we can think of um, almost, we, we can look at this and think, God has given us everything we need, and almost see it like we've got some sort of a holy backpack. That every time we come across a situation, we just go into our backpack of resources and we're like, okay, I've got what I need for this situation. And almost like um, Mary Poppins, her bag was this magical bag, wasn't it, where she pulls, you look at it and you're like, she can't fit much in there, but she's constantly pulling all sorts of stuff out, isn't she? In the new Wonka film, Willy Wonka's got a hat that's very similar. Everything he needs, he finds in his hat. And we see it on cartoons as well, don't we? Like Bugs Bunny or something, where they go into this tiny bag and they're pulling out canoes and ladders and kayaks. And it's like, goodness, canoes and kayaks, they're similar. I don't know why I said both of those. But anyway, it's just this sense of everything. Whatever you need is going to be found within that bag. And I was thinking, actually, is that a helpful picture of what God has done for us? As he promises to give us everything that we need for a godly life. As we press on into the year ahead and and every situation and every place and every circumstance in which we find ourselves. As we're thinking, what does it look like to live a godly life in this situation? Do we go to our pack of resources that God has given to us? And I felt God say, actually, that's the wrong picture. Because it's not that God has called us and then goes, right, here you are. You go and, 
you go and sort it out for yourself and you, you work out what you need in the situation and you've got it. Actually, the picture is this, is that everything we need is given through a knowledge of him. And I don't think this is just talking about a head knowledge or an understanding. It's a knowledge in terms of actually knowing him. I think when he's talking about knowledge of God and of Jesus, it's about the fact that we've been called into a relationship with this promise-making and promise-keeping Father who walks with us every step of the way. So I don't think it's a matter of us being given this backpack of heavenly resources that as we go, we just dig in, what do I need for this situation? I think actually it's the fact that wherever we go, God goes with us. And actually it's him who brings about change within our lives and builds us and grows us and produces good fruit in us that enables us to live a godly life. But it comes through relationship with him. He's not a resource to be tapped into. What do I need today? Well, it's just going, you know, sometimes we can think of God as like a a holy vending machine where, what do I need today? I'll just go and take what I need. It's not that. That's not what God has called us to. He's called us to, to to know and to be known and to enjoy relationship with him. And as we do so, I was drawn back to him. Jesus says, doesn't he, in John 15, he speaks about abiding in him. And this is where a lot of the words that have come through this morning already, resting, slowing down, taking time to be with God, with what Carrie shared. Actually, this, a, a, if we know God as our Father, then a Father is one who should draw alongside us and, and guide us and lead us and help us. And actually, I think that's a picture here. That is much more helpful than this great backpack of resources. Actually, everything that we need for a godly life comes through our relationship with God. And as we abide in him, as we stay close to him, as we seek him and his direction, just as Abraham was led and directed by God, as we seek to be a people who do the same, that we will find that he will produce within us everything that we need for a godly life. And again, we'll unpack that more next week in terms of what that actually looks like. But Jesus promises this. He says, if you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. If you abide in me, actually, you will grow in all of the ways that you need to grow in. So my encouragement to us at the start of this year is to be those who start with an absolute certainty that we are those who have been called by God to himself our promise-making and promise-keeping Father, and that actually whatever this year has in store for us, through triumph, through tragedy, through celebration, through sickness, through joy, through sadness, through whatever it is, actually if he has called us to, to participate in this godly life, then he will provide everything that we need to. And then one last thing that stood out to me was this. Everything that that Peter writes about is about abundance. It's not half measures. It's not stinginess. It's not just enough to keep us going. It's abundance. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. His divine power has given us everything we need. Everything that we need. And again, just at the outset of this year, I just want to remind us and encourage us and just reinforce within us that our God is an abundant God. Our God is is a lavish God. If he has promised to give us everything that we need to live a godly life, 
then surely he will give us everything that we need. So when situation comes up and we think, really God, in this circumstance, everything I need? Rest assured, yes, everything we need has been given to us as we continue to walk with him, as we continue to abide in him, as we continue to allow him to form us and shape us to be ever more like Jesus, producing ever more godly fruit, that we would live that godly life that we have been called to, that we would participate in the divine nature that he himself has called us to. What I'd love us to do now is actually to take some time to pray for one another. So may I encourage you in a moment, just turn to some folk nearby, maybe in sort of fours or sixes. If you need to, if, if maybe you find it harder to hear when this sort of thing goes on, please do go and maybe use the lounge area if you need to, if that's helpful for you. But let's just pray for one another. Should we start by thanking God for the call that he has placed upon, that he has called us, that he's called us to himself? And then let's also take some time to pray that whatever this year has in store, that God will provide everything that we need. That God would help us to keep growing ever more and more into the likeness of Jesus. And actually, this could be a good time if there are things where you know, actually, this is an area where you feel God is wanting to grow you or there's a situation where you really need God to intervene and to move. This would be a perfect opportunity to share that. And let's pray for one another within that. For For children... I would love to spend some time praying with you. I'm going to be down at the front, so if all the kids can come up to the front, and we're going to spend some time praying for each other as well about the year ahead uh, and trusting that God's going to be with us. But let's just do that now. Let's take some time. So please, may I encourage you, let's move our seats if we need to. Let's get with some folk. Let's thank God for the call that he's given to us, and let's pray for one another that everything we need in the year ahead, that he will provide just as he has promised to do so. And children, come up to the front and let's we'll spend some time uh, praying together up here.